Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Samora and Max Mello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora, and I'm joined by my co-host, Max Mallow, and we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, anything that you're celebrating today. We are excited, and we're celebrating, too. Yes, so keeping with the theme of the holidays, we're doing our favorite Christmas horror movies. There are some good ones on the list, one that... I really, really enjoy one that Natalie just recently watched, so we'll talk about that one a little bit. It was also on our top movies currently streaming on any streaming service that you enjoy. I uh, hope you guys liked the stand episode. So, after watching the pilot, I like... Yeah. I know we gave it like a six, but just reading up on it more and, you know, learning more about the stand, I went out and I bought the book. Yeah! Because <laughs> I was like, you know what, wait, this sounds like a really cool story. So... Even though the pilot, unfortunately, we gave it a six. It wasn't the strongest TV show episode we've ever seen in our lives. But, you know, I I do have high hopes for this series. I'm going to read the book. We'll see how how good the book is. I got the the edition that has the the TV art, I guess, on it. You know, because they always release, like, they always do, like, a re-release when adaptations come out with, with different artwork on the cover. And I was like, I picked one up and it was a hardcover. And I was like, wow, this book is really big. And I was like, this is really cool. I'm going to buy this one. And I turned it over, and it was $60. And I was like, I am not paying $60 for a book that I actually might end up not reading. So this one was much cheaper. It's paperback. It's probably going to get a little beat up. But Alexander Skarsgård's on the cover. So that's a win. (laughs) But before we get into our Christmas horror movies, of course, we have to do our weekly horror news roundup. So Natalie has scoured the internet looking for whatever headlines she can find. And first off, Mike Flanagan. Everyone loves Mike Flanagan until they don't. Uh, his new series, Midnight <laughs> until Mass. They don't. Yeah, until they don't. Uh, his new series, Midnight Mass, for Netflix has wrapped filming. So, something new coming from Mike Flanagan, something outside of the haunting universe, which is nice. Um, mm. Hopefully, that'll, you know, re-energize his his directing and, and I guess angle that he wants to take for horror on Netflix. Because if you guys watched our Blind Manor episode. We didn't like Bly Manor. It wasn't a strong yeah. cell house. But I keep hearing really good things about Dr. Sleep, and I need to watch Dr. Yeah. Sleep. Yeah. Dr. Sleep is good, yeah. Even though, you know, I was disappointed by Bly Manor, as we spoke about very in-depth before, um, I still am a Mike Flanagan fan. You know, I think overall his works are good, and I think for, you know, a newer director of our time you know he's got some good stuff and i'm excited for midnight mass uh it doesn't have a release date yet but now that it's done filming i mean i hope it's 2021 i don't see why it wouldn't be yeah that's probably what i'm gonna guess as well plus like yeah i i'd still say i'm a mike flanagan fan as well like that whole like everyone loves him until you don't it's like oh i remember when mike flanagan was cool like, yeah. remember Oculus? And, like, you didn't see Oculus until after Hill House came out. And you were like, oh, Oculus is by far his best work. And have you seen Hush? <laughs> Hush is really good, too. You should watch that. So, like, he's not awful. It's just that Blind Manor wasn't as good. And, you know, there's a lot of hype around him. And there's going to be a lot of hate around him for people yeah. who really love him. And when stuff doesn't come out that meets an expectation that they set for themselves with a product, there's going to be some hate and some backlash. But... Yeah, Midnight Mass, hopefully 2021, and uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Mike Flanagan's rep in the internet community. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, moving on now. Uh, Next piece of news, David Gordon Green, uh, who we've talked about multiple times on this show before, obviously directed the 2018 Halloween reboot quill. 
uh, is reportedly making a sequel to The Exorcist now. So he's gone from Michael Myers to one of the biggest horror properties known to man. And uh, this is wild. I did not expect this at all. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, everywhere that I'm reading it, it's like, report, report, like, it's not confirmed. But then I went on IMDb, and they already have a page for it and everything, and it says 2021. I'm like, excuse me? Like, I really am not sure if that will happen, but just reading this article now from IndieWire, it says, you know, additional details, cast, plot, release date are not provided at this time. So it's kind of, you know, maybe one of those things, like, in talks, but... We'll need that confirmation to know for sure because I have no idea what this could be. Yeah, especially if it's a direct sequel because there were some sequels to The Exorcist. There were some prequels. Yeah. There's a bunch of movies that have exorcism or exorcist in the title. And, (laughs) you know, this will come from Blumhouse who is by far, I would say, confidently the leading company in horror nowadays just yeah. hits after hits whether it's like really serious horror movies or goofy ones like freaky yeah. which we just reviewed or happy death day to you mm-hmm. so i'm really interested to see what direction this man takes the exorcist in because it's an iconic movie not just in horror like this is yeah. a movie that is held to a very high standard and yeah just a lot of uh, a lot to uh, consider when taking on such a product, uh, project, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and it's interesting because when I saw the IMDb page, obviously that could just be somebody, you know, inserting information, but they called it just The Exorcist. I wonder if it's going to be the same route as Halloween 2018, where it's a sequel to the original, but it's just called The Exorcist. Um, yeah, but it's just called The Exorcist for this one. So, like, maybe it's going to be a sequel to the 1973 original, and it's just going to be called The Exorcist again. Like, I don't know, but he could be following a pattern. We're going to do that that silly thing where we make sequels and keep them the same name as the original movies, huh? Yeah, that's, that's fun. the thing now. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I hate when they do that. we gotta, we got to stop doing that in Hollywood. Just, it's so confusing. It is. It's just like, just put a different name on it or just add a subtitle or put a number yeah or just do something different because i don't know it's just it gets confusing and like yeah I, I swear that like it's probably i don't remember what we were directly talking about but it's it's probably a conscious effort from movie studios i think or maybe we we're talking about a tweet or something like that possibly from Dead meat. I don't remember what episode it was on, but we were talking about how, like, when a movie is named after a certain movie that people already know, they're probably more inclined in their brain when they go to the theater and they're like, oh, I yeah. know what that is. I'll go mm-hmm. watch that. Because if I go see Halloween 27, uh, Michael Myers' birthday party, I'm not going to go see it because I'm like, wow, I missed 1 through 26. I probably won't know what's going on in 27. So, yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. But The Exorcist. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, and then this final piece of news, more serial killer information. Because <laughs> now I just love oh, finding yeah. news on serial killer uh, TV shows or movies. Uh, yeah. The Little Things, uh, coming from Warner Brothers, starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto, is coming to theaters on HBO Max in January. Obviously, this is part of the whole major plan for Warner Brothers and HBO Max to bring all their ma- major movie releases coming yeah. next year to the streaming service, which is great because who knows what state we're in next year as vaccines for covid stuff continue to roll out and what state the world will be in next year obviously we have a lot of high hopes and hopefully we don't want to be back in movie theaters but gotta yeah. take gotta take safety into uh, account first as well um but yeah i mean stellar cast denzel rami malik and, and jared leto yeah all academy award winners you know they gotta put that in the trailer at the end academy award winner academy award winner academy award winner um they're all super talented, so I mean, it definitely has potential. I watched the trailer; it looks pretty good. Um, it looks like pretty dark, it, um, and it go- looks like a good mystery, you know. And it also looks like Jared Leto has a fake nose, which I'm interested to see more of. It's like very big, so. Interesting. Okay, good to know. Jared Leto has a big <laughs> nose in this movie. <laughs> um... it was- 
good. Like, so far, it looks like Jared Leto plays, like, the suspect for the serial killer that they're on the hunt for, but he's kind of, like, playing games with the character that Denzel Washington plays. And at the end of the trailer, they kind of tease that, like, maybe Denzel is the killer somehow. Like, it was kind of a whirlwind of a trailer, so it looks pretty interesting. I'll watch it on HBO Max for sure. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely also just, like, uh, something that came in the, the Collider article we were reading um, is that there are some, like, Mindhunter vibes to it. Would you say that yeah. you got that as well? Yeah, definitely. It definitely seems like that. So, yeah. Um, hopefully this, like, this whole Warner Brothers HBO Max thing promotes a lot of these movies that people might not have gone to see in the theaters. Like, I don't know if I would have gone to see this if COVID wasn't a thing and this was out. Like, this is probably yeah. a movie you'd be like... I come into work and you'd be like, "Hey, I saw this yesterday. It was really good." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I'll go see that." And then I'd like turn my head and be like, "Wait, what movie?" And I just like completely <laughs> forget about it. Not to be rude or anything like that, but I just be yeah. like, "Oh, Natalie talking about serial killer movies again. I'll probably <laughs> miss this one." Um, but yeah, I'm really excited because again, Dune is coming, which is not a horror movie at all, but yeah. one of the most exciting. Antici- yeah, ex- just anticipated. Denis Villeneuve, one of the greatest directors uh, from the past decade. Obviously, he's got Timothy Chalamet in it, who you are majorly in love with. And, yes. um, yeah, I'm really excited for this this partnership, and I hope uh, a lot of people kind of take advantage of this because it's really a, a great deal, and there's going to be a ton of movies on offer for HBO Max. So maybe I will see this one now because I'm actually really considering canceling Netflix for HBO Max. Netflix. I know that's the thing like Netflix I think is gonna take a hit in the new year because they had so many new releases in the fall because of like their backlog of stuff that had been filmed but now in January they don't have a lot of new releases and it's it's crazy to look at because every month they you know they come out with like here's what's coming to Netflix and there's so much and now it's like oh there's really nothing so yeah, it goes back to your point, like, if a, if a movie's on Netflix or whatever it is, like, you'll watch it just because you're home, but now with HBO Max, it's like, all right, now these are, like, legit movies that would have been, like, probably box office hits or, like, Oscar contenders, whatever it is, but they're on HBO Max, so, like, why have any other streaming service? Agreed. I think it'll... I, I don't think, like, once kind of COVID is under control and, and vaccines are widely distributed across the world and everything like that and you know this year is kind of behind us and everyone's allowed to go back to the movie theaters i don't think this will be like a common thing that we'll see like moving forward that all these big movie companies will be partnering with streaming services to release movies outside of theaters because at the end of the day everybody wants people to go to theaters and the movie theater industry is really hurting right now of course with COVID yeah. going on but um for the time being this is great you know they've got all the dc movies that are coming out um, I believe Wonder Woman 1984 was the first one that really got the notoriety of being one that was releasing for free streaming the same day it was coming out in theaters. Because there was some yeah. backlash with Disney Plus, if I remember correctly, with Mulan costing with 20 Mulan. bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not paying 20 bucks to see Mulan. I paid me, we talked about it, paid me to pay to watch Creaky, which was something I really wanted to watch, but... Uh, live action remake of Mulan no that's just my personal taste but anyway yeah um I remember when they announced uh the new Wonder Woman coming to HBO Max it was like a huge thing like oh my god we're gonna be able to watch it for free so keep them coming yeah can't wait and last thing on this and then we'll move on because this (laughs) this episode isn't about streaming in in the movie industry but uh Christopher Nolan was super yeah. critical of this announcement and was like, this is going to kill the movie industry, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't know, man, maybe you should like chill out a little bit. There's obviously a pandemic going on. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you 20 bucks and I'm going to buy Tenet because I really wanted to watch Tenet. And God, that movie is confusing as hell. But I have yet to watch it. You should watch it. Uh, John David yeah. Washington is amazing. It's got our boy R. Pats in it, who's also amazing. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. I'm, I'm not going to go into tenant so much but like i think there is a line that we're both like willing to cross to pay for movies that we want to see yeah but we're both in favor of this hbo max deal and we hope that it's a positive moving forward for all these major releases because 
I really want to see The Matrix 4, and I, if it's not safe, I really don't want to go to a theater and, and sit in a, in, a, in a room right now, unfortunately. So. Yeah, agreed. Agreed with all of it. Agreed. But yeah, so let's move on. Uh, that's the weekly horror news roundup. Moving on to our topic for this episode, which is Christmas horror movies. And Natalie wants to beg the question, why aren't there more good Christmas horror movies? I don't understand. This is something that I think about probably yearly, like right when December starts. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch like Home Alone. I'm going to watch Elf. I'm going to watch The Grinch. And I'm like, all right, like what? Like there are a couple that we'll get into or more than a couple. There's a handful of really good ones of horror Christmas movies. But for the most part, like I'm surprised that there aren't more big budget Christmas movies. Like I feel like Christmas horror movies I have to keep like distinction like Christmas horror movies there's a million Christmas movies Christmas horror movies I feel like that would be just like an easy grab for the holidays like in not now because of COVID but normally in the theater like if there was a really scary Christmas movie by a big studio like I feel like that would be a no-brainer but there aren't there should be one a year I'm saying but there aren't yeah, it is kind of confusing because when you look at the list of the ones that we'll talk about today, there's one that I think a lot of people who are fans of horror can uh, can name off the top of their head, which is Silent Night, Deadly Night. And it's the original. It's an iconic horror movie, um, one that you know got a lot of backlash and criticism when it first came out. <laughs> it was like, how can you turn Santa Claus into an evil thing? Blah, 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 blah. But... Um, it's a fun movie. It's got like the series itself is not all that great. There are some real duds in there because they just want to make more and more sequels. But of course, it's got one of the best memes of all time in it, which is the garbage day meme. Um, which I don't think you watched that. You only watched the first one, right? Yeah. Is this the second one? Uh, <laughs> it's the third one, and it's oh got it's just the best movie scene of all time. It's just. The, I, it's not I don't want to really spoil it but I have to explain it because it's just the greatest thing um, there's a scene where the main character is walking down a neighborhood and he's got a gun and one of his neighbors walks out and is like picking out the trash and he just looks over and the guy goes it's garbage day and the guy's like what and he shoots him and it's like that dramatic like 80s movie death where it's like oh it's so good it's the funniest thing in the world um uh, i guess i have to watch two and three then yeah or you can listen to the song uh merry axmas by ice nine kills which is just a song about silent night deadly night because oh i love gosh. i love talking about that album because it's just an album with songs based on horror movies, which is amazing. But yeah. it's not up your alley at all. It's like heavy metal. I think you've grown out of that phase. I know. Yeah, the idea sounds great to me, but maybe I'll stick to like reading the lyrics and like having a laugh. <laughs> yeah, that that's a, probably a, a good alternative. Um, but yeah, I love that album. Uh, and it's just, again, just a classic movie when you associate Christmas and horror together. Yeah. And then there are just some like some bad ones that don't do well the ones that are really criticized like black christmas the most recent one got yeah. a lot of flack um dead meat uh james was talking he's doing a, a kill count on it and it was talking about how he wanted to talk about how the movie just wasn't good but it wasn't for the fact that it had a lot of social tones in it and it didn't feel like it was yeah a good job explaining what was going on but like the movie itself just wasn't well received and it was remade for a second time like this movie was was just remade in the in the 2000s like why did we yeah. do this just come up with something new yeah i strongly dislike the new one the 2019 one i saw it in theaters by myself waste of money but you know i would have watched it somehow anyway just because that's me but yeah it was really bad and it sucked too because yeah it had a really great message about like women empowerment and like sticking together you know and it still was just crap it was an all-around very bad movie, so it's upsetting. But yeah, like you said, it's been remade. Tw like it's been remade already, 2006, and that one, we'll get to it. But that one was pretty bad in itself. It's just like a guilty pleasure because I grew up watching it. Yeah, and it's got uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. Fisher. So it's got Carrie, Carrie Fisher is in it, right? 
Yeah, yeah, she's like the sorority mom or whatever. Yeah, rest in peace, the legend. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's just strange. It it does feel like just an easy grab, just to put together something that's just not terrible, and release yeah. it during Christmas time. Uh, I don't know like what the draw is in the movie industry for people going to the movie theaters around Christmas time. I haven't looked into the analytics. I haven't broken down. <laughs> I haven't talked to AMC or anything like that. But um, like at least recent memory, Star Wars all came out during mid to late December. And like I remember yeah. being like uh, when Force Awakens, the trailer came out, it was like this Christmas. And I was like, well, I know what I'm doing on Christmas. I'm going to go see the new Star Wars. So just yeah. put together a slasher and I'll go see it. Why not? I know. I agree. Yeah, they they like release really big movies during December and even on Christmas Day too. Like Wonder Woman is coming out on Christmas Day, obviously on HBO Max as well, but they usually put like the huge movies that are coming around coming out like fall winter in December. Um, I think honestly it must be because there are a lot of Christmas horror movies, but most of them are low budget and, you know, silly, the guilty pleasures or just the bad ones. It honestly might just be that like people don't want to ruin like the innocence and like the spirit of Christmas, like trying to market that is probably a little difficult, just like with Silent Night, Deadly Night getting like all the controversy of like oh turning santa into a serial killer like i wonder if it still has to do with that like it might be hard to market which i don't really understand if that's the case because i would watch it you know but as horror fans we are different than the majority of people in the world yeah or they were just like that's probably too difficult we could do it it's probably too difficult why don't we just remarket black christmas for a third time that's a good idea let's just do that Okay, cool. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, but we'll make it like a, a modern version with a good message, which was good, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't the point. Um, so right. we'll get into our favorites just in a minute now, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, so um, just going through some of our favorites now, I know we listed a few and we have for everyone listening where you can stream them if you want to watch them today. Or even this weekend, you know, I feel like Christmas or the holidays don't really end until New Year's Day. Like, I still keep the tree up until New Year's Day usually, mostly because I'm lazy. But also just to, like, stay in that holiday spirit. So I think, you you know, you can continue to watch these movies over the weekend. So the first one that I have is the original Black Christmas. So this one is definitely a one that if you're a horror fan, a slasher film fan, you should definitely watch this one first. If you want to watch all of them, sure, but you should watch this one first. Um, This one came out in 1974, as I said. It was directed by Bob Clark, and when it came out, it kind of had, like, you know, mixed reviews like many of the early slasher movies did. It was kind of, you know, controversy and all that kind of thing, but then over the years like most movies do, not most movies, a lot of movies from this time do. They it made a cult following, and now it's, you know, considered a, a good movie and considered a Christmas horror movie classic. It's hard to say altogether. Yeah, the original Black Christmas is fun. Um, like you said, if you enjoy this one, then check out the other two that followed because they're all really similar. They all have the same name. Um, but the first one is a good time. I would recommend that one on Christmas if you're not watching A Christmas Story or It's a Wonderful Life or something like that. <laughs> if you want something a little darker, this is one I would say, yep, definitely go with this one. It's hard for me to watch a horror movie on Christmas because the TVs all have A Christmas Story going on 24 hours. Yeah. But I gotta watch that movie um, <laughs> for its entirety all day long. Uh, but yeah, check out Black Christmas, 1974. It's on Shudder correct yeah it's streaming on shutter and i'm so mad i didn't realize that you like i want to talk to google.com because a lot lot of times when you search where to stream a movie like shutter doesn't come up it'll just be like amazon prime for 3.99 or like tui or like whatever sling tv like trying to get you to buy it or whatever like i don't think it usually considers shutter as a main streaming service so you know, it's annoying, but it is on Shutter 
for free if you have a Shutter subscription. All right, cool. I'll, I'll try to get in contact with, with the Google and see, see what I can Google work out there. Dot com. Yeah, because I went to watch it this weekend, and I was like, ah, oh, I just rented Silent Night, Deadly Night for one ninety nine. I don't feel like paying for another one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, my co-host has a, has a bone to pick with Google.com, and I'll probably just get forwarded to some like elevator music that'll never answer. Um, but this next one is uh, lighter in tone than Black Christmas and one you put on the list here, which is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, why did you put this movie on here? <laughs> I don't even know if I consider it a Christmas movie. I say it's more of a Halloween movie, but, you know, as a young horror fan growing up, I always... I always like was drawn to these types of movies like Nightmare Before Christmas and The Black Cauldron. You know, I didn't even know I was a horror fan, but I always liked these spooky stories, um, Haunted Mansion. So, you know, had to had to throw this one on here just because it is out of the mainstream holiday movies. This one is spooky vibes and it's good if you want your kids to be a horror fan, put them on this and, you know, they'll never go back. Yeah, that's my say. <laughs> Jack Skellington is still such an iconic character. I mean, yeah. Um, I feel like this movie's just a good watch. If you haven't seen this movie, watch it. It's just a classic. It's not, like Natalie said, really a horror movie straight up, but it's a good time. Tim Burton. It's on Disney Plus. So if you're done with The Mandalorian, which I haven't started mm. yet, nobody, ah! nobody spoil it. Um. Watch Nightmare Before Christmas. It's fun. This next one is, I think, underrated and one that a lot of people haven't seen. And I totally forgot this is technically a Christmas movie, which is yeah. P2 uh, from 2007. The movie that takes place in a parking garage. And that yeah. doesn't sound too exciting, but it's good. <laughs> it actually is a good movie, and I completely forgot about this. This is definitely one I watched when it came out on FearNet. R.I.P. Fearnet will never say enough good things about Fearnet, but I need to rewatch this movie because I really loved this movie when I first watched it. So yeah, it takes place in a parking garage and it takes place on Christmas Eve. So there, there's the Christmas in it. Um, so it's about a woman who's you know leaving work, but she has to get out of the parking garage, just her normal, you know, going home, commute from work, and she can't get out because the security guard is, like, holding her hostage, and he's played by Wes Bentley, who you might know from American Horror Story, and he's a creepy son of a bee. He, he's pretty good. Son of a bee. Yeah, Rachel <laughs> yep. Nichols plays the, the lead uh, running around a parking garage. Um, I forgot she was in this. She's when, she was in Dumb and Dumber-er. Dumb and Dumber-er. Um, she was in... The 2005 Amityville Horror that had yeah. Ryan Reynolds in it. She was in Star Trek, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Um, this movie's good. I would recommend this. Like I said, it takes place on Christmas Eve. Wes Bentley, creepy AF. I'm down. Um, I might put this one above Black Christmas. Like, just as one, you'd be like, what's a Christmas horror movie? I'd be like, just watch P2. And you're like, why? I'm like, just watch that one. It's good. It'll... It'll rustle your jimmies a bit. It'll, it'll, it'll get you, get you in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, it also takes place in New York, so you know, anything that takes place in New York City, I'm kind of like, all right, I'll watch it just to see like how they depict the city, even though this takes place in a parking garage. It's still so cool. Yeah, and there's something spooky about a deserted park, parking garage. Yes, especially because she's like leaving work late, so you know. There's always that fear, especially as a woman. You're walking somewhere late at night. Like, something bad is probably going to happen, and if it doesn't, you're lucky, because that's just the messed up world we're living in. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the next one. Um, oh, like we said, that one's streaming on Peacock. Yeah. Which is, uh, Peacock is a service that just gets a lot of flack from a lot of people, mostly in the sports world, uh, because NBC decided to take all of their, like, or most of their sports games that they would stream on the NBC Sports Network that people could watch online, and they moved it to this web, uh, this service called Peacock. And everyone was like, what is this? I don't want to pay for this garbage. But it's on Peacock, so you can do a seven-day free trial, watch P2, and cancel it. We all do it. 
We're all guilty yeah. of that. No one say, I've never done that before. We've all done it. <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done it with multiple emails, all right? We've all oh, done yeah. It. Yeah, and Peacock also has gotten flack just because it's going to be the new home of the office come January 1st. So that's a, that's a touchy su- subject for many people. Yeah, I'm not going to commit any, you know, uh, piracy crimes or anything like that. But, like, I'm just saying <laughs> maybe the office shouldn't be leaving Netflix. Because, like, there's nothing better than just getting to bed and being like, there's nothing on Netflix. Let me watch the Christmas episode of The Office and just sit in bed and say, Yankee Swap over and over again. Because that's the Christmas <laughs> spirit as well. Um, the next one on the list, this one I haven't seen. But you're a fan of this one, is if I remember correctly. Uh, which is available on Amazon Prime for renting for $3.99. So $4 to watch Krampus. <laughs> yeah i think it used to be streaming on netflix and it's not anymore freaking netflix you know really losing points by the day but speaking of the office the christmas episode you know where uh dwight has his own christmas and um krampus so this is like this movie takes that the folklore it's like a european folklore krampus which is kind of you know a santa figure but he's evil um, so this movie is really funny, actually. It has creepy parts, but it's actually really funny. And it stars Adam Scott and Tony Collette. Like, there you go. That's all you really need. Um, and it's pretty good. Like, the beginning is more funny, and then it kind of transi- transition into a horror movie. So I would consider it horror, but it's good fun. And I wish that it was still streaming on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, when Adam Scott is not singing Sweet Child of Mine in the car with his family. He's running away from evil Santa Claus. Um, and Tony Collette yeah. is just amazing. Uh, yeah. This, this movie, I think it'll surprise some people because they'll probably tune into it and be like, all right, how funny is it? And then how scary is it? And yeah. I, I think it exceeds on both levels for, for normal expectations. Yeah, it has a good balance. So it's enjoyable. Yeah. So like you said, unfortunately, no longer on Amazon or no longer on Netflix. Got to pay four bucks to rent it on Amazon Prime. But this next one, which is my favorite Christmas horror movie uh, of recent memory, is available to stream for free on Amazon Prime. So if you don't want to spend four bucks on Krampus, you can watch this one for free with an Amazon Prime subscription. It's Better Watch Out from 2016. Now, you just recently watched this movie, and I'm glad you did, because this movie is amazing. I love this movie. Yeah, you had this on your list for the best horror movie streaming, so I remember I kept like having in the back of my head, like, okay, yeah, I'll put it on, put it on. And every Sunday, you know, when my boyfriend is watching football, I'm like, what horror movies can I watch now? Because he's not a horror fan. So this one, I was like, it's Christmas, it's horror. Max recommended it. Better watch out. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was like yelling at my TV, like for the second half of the whole movie. Yeah. I I don't want to spoil this movie too much because. (laughs) Yeah, there's a huge twist that I didn't didn't know yeah and the twist comes pretty uh, pretty early on in the movie it's not like something you have to wait till the end um yeah but it's like i would describe it as like horror home alone a little bit yeah Um, yeah i agree and dacra montgomery is in it who of course everyone (laughs) should know is billy from stranger things and he's only in it for a little bit but he's in it and if you need a name to, to to drag you into it uh he's in it uh olivia de young plays ashley who's uh, the female lead, who is just spectacular. She is so good in this movie. And then the the lead uh, guy is Levi Miller, who plays Luke Lerner. And this kid is, like, I've never watched a movie and just been like, yo, that kid is doing a good job at playing his character, and it's pissing me off. Like, it, he yeah. just gets under your skin, and it's just great. It's just so good. I can't ever look at this kid the same. He played, I'm just looking at his like page right now. He played Peter Pan in Pan, the 2015 movie. Never watching that because I'm not going to see him as Peter Pan. I'll tell you that. No, he is, he is definitely Luke Lerner for the rest of his life. And that's not a bad thing because it's a great character. Good, yeah. It just it just gets under your skin and it just, oh, it just, it just pisses you off, which is great. Because that's what you want. You want in these horror movies to be pissed off at characters for the right reasons you don't want to be like this movie sucks i hate these people like this guy oh this guy 
again, I can't spoil yeah. it. I can't spoil it too much. But I would I highly recommend Better Watch Out. Um, it has I think some mixed reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe it only got like a sixty nine percent or something like that. Somewhere around there. It wasn't as highly rated, but Yeah. There I, I don't see anything wrong with this movie to be like, this is a bad movie. Yeah, I thought it was, like, decently good, um, especially, like, in the beginning, I will say that, like, I was kind of on the edge of my seat. Like, it had good suspense, and then throughout, it did as well, but it was different, um, no spoilers. But, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I was, you know, fully into it. You know, I wasn't checking my phone, I wasn't thinking of other things. Like, I was fully into it, so I would definitely recommend it. Same. And then the final one on the list is another movie that I've been waiting to see. I didn't know it was uh, a Christmas movie. I know it was just centered around winter and snow and all that stuff. Uh, and it's also the most recent one on the list, which is 2019's The Lodge. Yeah, I love this movie. So it's not like Christmas where like they celebrate Christmas or anything like that, but they go to the lodge for Christmas. They just don't really celebrate it because so much messed up things start happening. Um, this one I completely forgot about because, yeah, this was on my list of best horror movies streaming right now. But I don't consider it, you know, a Christmas Christmas movie in the way that Better Watch Out is. Um, but, you know, it, it technically is. And I'm just here to plug that it's a great movie and people should watch it. It's really, really, really creepy and it gets really dark and messed up. I don't want to spoil anything. No spoils, because I need to see it as well. Um, yeah. It's available on Hulu, correct? Yeah, it's on Hulu. And just, like, right from the beginning, it gets really dark, so be prepared. All right, I'm prepared now. I, I, I wasn't prepared, but now I'm prepared. Uh, <laughs> this could be a good one to watch, like, between Christmas and New Year's Eve, because it's not, like woohoo jingle bells christmas but it's winter and holiday-esque <laughs> understood so it gets you in the christmas spirit there's some snow on the ground and nothing says christmas like snow right <laughs> and murder no i'm just kidding and, whoa okay all right that brings us to our next one that, yeah our, <laughs> which is our guilty pleasures which i think silent night deadly night belongs as a guilty pleasure it's a, a, a favorite for a lot of people um, but for others, it's not just this great horror movie that has been heralded as one of the greatest of all time, but it's one that's a lot of fun. Like you said, it, ha it got a lot of controversy when it first came out for obviously depicting Santa Claus as this serial killer because, you know, you're always going to offend somebody in the world. Yeah. And the original one is a classic. You should watch it. It's a good time. It's a fun guilty pleasure movie. And then watch the second one for Garbage Day. Did I say the third one in the beginning of the I think I said the third one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the second or the third? It's the second one. It's the the greatest scene of all time. This is when I wish we had a video aspect to the podcast because I would just yeah. play the clip. I'd be like, roll the clip. And it's the funniest thing. I'll send it to you after we're done recording because it's just so good. And okay. Everyone should go to YouTube after watching this or just pause right now, <laughs> go to YouTube and just type in It's Garbage Day. And click on the first thing <laughs> that pops up because it's so funny. It's so good. Um, but yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, originally came out 1984. And the movie surround, uh, it revolves around uh, the main character, Billy Chapman. And Billy Chapman has <laughs> the an... The opening scene. <laughs> yeah, the opening scene, it, it, it really gets going really quickly. Uh, yeah. Poor Billy Chapman. Uh, he loses his parents at a very early age. And he, you know, just things don't go right for him for the rest of his life. And he becomes a, a bit of a serial killer uh, dressed up as Santa Claus. Yeah. So the first time I watched this movie was Sunday before I watched Better Watch Out. Got to cram them all in one day. Um, and I, like, I enjoyed it. Like, it was a typical 80s movie where... It was funny when it wasn't supposed to be, but, like, the entertaining kind where you're like, ha-ha, like, I'm going along with this. It's just funny. And then, you know, of course, there's blood and gore. There's kills and everything. So I enjoyed it. For an 80s movie that wasn't critically acclaimed, like, I thought it was pretty good. Definitely a guilty pleasure. 
Yeah, and it's just like it's it it turns silly. Out, yeah, it's silly. Like you said, it turns out to be funny when it's not supposed to be funny because it's mm-hmm. what thirty six years no yeah thirty six years later now, and you know a guy dressed up as Santa Claus walking around going naughty and just killing people <laughs> is not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be a scary movie, but it just comes off so goofy now. Um, it's just a good time. I think it's just fun to watch. And Billy Chapman is like not the most iconic killer in horror movies of all time, but I think he's a memorable one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was enjoyable. That's all I really have to say. And it's really funny. I feel like now, like looking back at now that we've been talking about, you know, horror movies that came out in the seventies and the eighties, like so many people just got mad about everything and you know for this one i'm just like looking at reading some of the critical responses here and <laughs> people were like someone asked what's next the easter bunny is a child killer like i mean i would watch it <laughs> i'm surprised it hasn't been done it's probably been I done know. it's probably been done and we just don't know about it yeah it's just some short film that we haven't seen like thanks killing a movie that yeah. just just god that movie is just like it's bad when you watch it, but after you watch it, you can't just stop talking about it. Like, a killer turkey on Thanksgiving. Who needs that? We need that. Um, yeah, just watching the trailer that you sent me, that was something else. Also, I am here to report that after a quick Google search, there's at least four horror movies where it's about the Easter Bunny. Oh, really? Who? Which one? Easter, Easter Bunny Kill Kill from 2006. Bunny Man Vengeance, Bunny Man Massacre, Holidays, which the front cover has um, a person with a bunny mask and a axe. Nice. So, you know, they're out there. So, yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night is not the worst of them all. I thought you were uh, on the on the outs with Google.com. What happened? <laughs> change of heart. I am, but it's the only way I can get information. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, we could talk more about the Silent Night, Deadly Night series because there are a lot of them and they completely deviate from what the original was about eventually. Um, and they're, they're fun. And there's, the third one is even called Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, Better Watch Out. (laughs) I think that's just so funny. (laughs) It's just ironic. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I need to watch the second one now because the first one I rented on Amazon Prime Video for one ninety nine, but the sequel is on Amazon Prime Video and Shutter for free, so no excuses. Oh, see, that's just so silly. Like, you gotta pay two bucks, and then you're like, all right, I'll pay the two bucks, watch the original, so I can watch the second one. Nah, don't yeah. e- don't even bother. Just watch the second one and just fast forward to the garbage day scene because it's the greatest scene in movie history. Okay, <laughs> I'll do that. Perfect. Um, but yeah, let's uh, continue to wrap up our Christmas horror movie uh, picks and our some of our guilty pleasures. But we'll be uh, right back after this quick break. All right, and we're back. So yeah, quickly ra- wrapping up uh, Silent Night Deadly Night. There's part two. There's part three. There's part four called Initiation, which is gross. It has bugs in oh, it. God. It's really gross. That one's Ew, really, really I gross. Look it up. Uh, and then there's part five called The Toy Maker, and we've just completely deviated from the idea of a crazy Santa Claus. We're now in robots and toys and everything like that. It, that one's also really weird. Um, but there was actually a, a loose remake uh, that came out in 2012, which had Malcolm McDowell in it and Jamie King. And What the hell? I need to watch this. <laughs> yeah, that one was just called Silent Night. And I feel like some people like might know it from just seeing the, the, the box art. That came yeah. out on DVD because just Santa Claus with a flamethrower, and you're like, wait, like that makes you do a double take because you're like, hold on a second, uh, why is Santa Claus holding a flamethrower? Um, but I mean, Malcolm McDowell is uh, a legend in the horror movies uh, and just movies in general. Uh, he was obviously the 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 Loomis in uh, Halloween Rob Zombie. That didn't the Loomis Doctor Loomis <laughs> in <laughs> Halloween one and two from rob zombie uh which were great and i think that this this movie's fun too it, it doesn't again like directly connect to anything in this universe they've made over the course of six movies but it's a killer santa claus and that's what we're talking about right that's what this whole episode's about 
Yeah. Okay. I need to watch this. I'm definitely down. I've seen that cover so many times, but I kind of had no idea what it was. So I'm down to check it out. Yeah. It's one you see, like you're scrolling through Netflix and it's like your picks or recommended for you. And you're like, I don't know what that is. And do you just keep going and you keep going? Uh, but watch that one. That one's kind of fun. I'm down. Um, and then the last one, this is also a guilty pleasure. Uh, I'd say for both of us, um, you enjoy this one, which is the, the 2006 Black Christmas, like we talked about in the show earlier. Uh, it's only mm-hmm. available to rent. Uh, it's not available for streaming on Amazon Prime. Got to pay another three ninety nine. It's really racking up the dollars here. For the Christmas <laughs> movies. But this one's fun. Um, like we said, has Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. It's got uh, Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachtenberg, uh, and Carrie Fisher. And... I yeah, feel like the three the three women I previously named before, Carrie Fisher, have all gone on to do some. Obviously, people know Michelle Trachtenberg from. I feel like Gossip Girl is probably the most Gossip Girl, yeah. Right, like I feel I feel like that's like the most notable uh, movie, or like Euro Trip, or uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. See, yeah. Um, and she was also Harriet the Spy. If anyone remembers Harriet the Spy. <laughs> yes, of uh, course. Katie Cassidy was in. Uh, supernatural she was in the nightmare on elm street remake that came out in 2010 uh mm-hmm. she was part of the recreation of the iconic uh bedroom death where she's getting thrown around the room in her sleep uh and also she was the daughter who got taken in taken with liam neeson so <laughs> she uh, was in gossip girl too was, this movie is just the gossip girl was she? oh that's yeah. right For only like couple, like later on in the show though yeah, I think it was just the fourth season or something. Right. Juliet Sharp. Yeah, and then she was also, I know people probably get upset if they're a fan of the show and they don't mention it. She was Laurel Lance, a.k.a. the Black Canary, in the CW Arrow series. Mm-hmm. And then Mary Elizabeth Winstead is just fantastic. She's just awesome. Your woman. Yeah, I love her. She's so good. Um, was obviously in Final Destination 3. She was in the Thing prequel sequel Quill thing that came out um she's great and this movie is again just a fun slasher it really fits into that like mid 2000s slasher yes yes i agree if you go into it knowing what it is you know it's one of those remakes of the mid 2000s that you know has the hot cast and it's you know cheap scares that kind of thing and probably a good soundtrack you know it's all in that collective remakes that we talked about in our remake episode um very similar to that but it's a guilty pleasure for sure because you know it's got a cast that we're familiar with it's a story we're familiar with it's entertaining and when this came out in 2006 to be honest with you i was in sixth grade so bring it on like any of the bad kind of movies like i'm I'm watching it so it has a close place in my heart even though it's not great (laughs) just a lot of movies fit into that spot yeah and the one that i want to throw out there which i think is just a goofy fun time is santa's sleigh s-l-a-y which is a movie i haven't seen this yeah you you don't need to see it i don't know if a lot of people (laughs) don't need to see it it's a horror movie with goldberg from wwe and wcw uh fame (laughs) and that movie is just goofy as hell and for some reason they wanted to make Goldberg an evil Santa Claus, and it's just, it's just bad. It's just a bad movie, but that's a guilty pleasure for me as well. This one looks really funny. It's seventy-eight minutes long, and oh, it yeah. says it flies by. The, the family is played by a cast of all Jewish celebrities, which is great to see. Yeah, this believe, sounds really funny. I believe Chris Kattan is in the opening, and Fran Drescher. James Caan is in it. Yeah, Fran Drescher is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just this opening scene where he comes in and he starts just, you know, doing Goldberg things. And uh, he just takes out a bunch of people. And you're looking around the table and you're like, wait, that's Fran Drescher, Chris Kattan, and James Caan. That's really weird. And obviously James <laughs> Caan goes on to be, uh, you know, the dad and Elf. Wait, did Elf come out before yeah. this? Elf came out and, yeah, I think so. Because what was this, 2005, yeah. I think it's said. 
Elf is yeah, 03. Think, oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah, it's gone downhill from James, for James Conn after Elf. <laughs> <laughs> really? Elf yeah. to Santa's sleigh. Um, unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. But, uh, yeah, that's a guilty pleasure. If you want to watch that one, go for it. It's a fun time. Maybe I will. Um, this last title that I have on our list here, I have not seen, but I remember, I want to know if you've seen it or if you have any thoughts on it. Because I remember growing up, I, like, had somehow, like, it either was on TV or I saw it on the internet. That sounds less likely. It was, must have been on TV or I saw it at, like, Blockbuster or something. But the 1997 horror movie Jack Frost, not the real Jack Frost with Michael Keaton, but the horror version. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do. And I wasn't going to reveal this about myself ever, uh, but... So like when I was a kid, I was a, I was a scared of cat, and like you, I liked to frequent uh, the the blockbuster in my town. I loved yeah. blockbuster when I was a kid. I thought it was the coolest store in the world. But you know, scary movies scared me, and so, some of the box yeah. art on these movies when I was a kid scared me. And I remember yeah. walking by, and I remember seeing this Jack Frost DVD cover or VHS back then, and I was like, "What is that?" And that, and I was like, "That scared me." I was like, "That's terrifying. I don't ever want to see that movie." Um, so I have not seen it. I feel like I should probably now watch it. It's just, again, a goofy comedy slasher movie with an evil snowman. And it's not as heartfelt as the original Jack Frost because the original Jack Frost, that movie really, really warms your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's a fun Christmas movie to watch. Um, but the interesting thing about this movie, which I didn't learn until recently, was that this is actually the debut film for Shannon Elizabeth. Did you know that? No. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like looking right now. <laughs> oh my it, god, that's weird. 1997. Like that's not not that old. No, it's not. It's not. And yeah. it's like she's obviously really really known for American Pie and Scary Movie. Scary Movie. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, James Town and Bob Strike Back. And it's just weird to think that like that's the movie that she made her film debut in which is crazy yeah that's hilarious when i think of her i think of like late 90s early 2000s actress and if you just look at her you know her filmography <laughs> jack frost did start it all and then it was like bam 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 a million movies in the span of you know 10 years um so that's hilarious <laughs> yeah she's also in 13 ghosts which is a fun movie that movie that's is really a- really fun Mm-hmm. Um, that movie that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. That, was, that was one. Yeah, I rented that from Blockbuster. <laughs> Gotta love Blockbuster. R.I.P. Blockbuster. Um, yeah, always. So yeah, those are our, our picks for our, our favorite Christmas movies, some of our guilty pleasures. Um, is Black Christmas 2019 now streaming? It's on HBO Max. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. The Everything... only one on yeah. HBO Max. Come on, dude. Everything comes full circle. Yeah, I, I and uh, no, go ahead. no, go ahead. I was gonna say, and Jack Frost is on Amazon Prime Video, so that's just you know, I owe it to my younger self to go watch it. Then I'll let you know what I think. It has a seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm ready for it. Oh wow, that's really that's really really bad. Um, I wonder if like I was gonna make a joke about how like the Black Christmas uh, streaming rights are all over the place. Like, yeah. do you think they all just got in a room and were like, I want this one. No, 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 I want this one. And they all just, like, fought it out. And then HBO Max is like, we'll just take the 2019 one. And everyone's like, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Whatever. Do whatever you want. Like, and they just continue to fight over the other two. Yeah, probably. And it makes sense that Shudder has the original because Shudder is the the main horror streaming service. So, yeah. And apparently nobody wants the 20, 2006 one. Whatever. Yeah, gotta pay four bucks for that one. I think we, I think we racked up what, uh, you said Silent Night Deadly Night was two dollars, right? One ninety nine. Yeah. So that plus Krampus and Black Christmas, it's ten bucks, and you could pay ten bucks. You watch all three of those movies once, or what? It's like forty eight hours is available for something like that. Yeah, but I'm not sure you're gonna <laughs> want to watch it again in a forty eight hour span. But no, I mean, do you? You might want to show it to like your mom on Christmas Day. Or, you know, New Year's Day. Yeah. Be like, hey, Mom, you want to watch this movie about a killer Santa Claus? Sure. <laughs> let's watch that. And meanwhile, 
I will probably just be watching. Like, it's Christmas time. Much as I love horror movies, and these movies are all great. Like I said, Better Watch Out is just a fun movie to watch. Um, I'm putting on It's a Wonderful Life, or I'm putting <laughs> on, like I said, A Christmas Story for 24 hours, because... I don't know. That's just where I go to on Christmas. I'm just not in the horror mood on Christmas. You are in the horror yeah. mood 24-7, so you don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like like I said in the beginning of the episode, you know, there are my go-tos. Elf, The Grinch, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, because New York, you know. But there are, there are some decent Christmas horror movies. And I think the moral of the story is there needs to be more good ones. Yeah. Not like, just guilty pleasure, just like really well-made good ones and I'm curious to know why there's not more. Yeah, I wonder I need to see the 2019 Black Christmas one because yeah. I need to like fully watch it and and judge it for what it is because it's a Blumhouse movie. Like yeah. Blumhouse has been hidden on on a lot of notes uh recently. And speaking of notes, what a segue and transition here. When I watched Whiplash, I had no clue that Blumhouse produced Whiplash. Which is crazy. Oh, I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I was like, uh, I started what? watching it. And I was like, wait, Blumhouse? And it wasn't the spooky Blumhouse, like you know when, <laughs> remember when you watch like old like Lions Game movies? If you had yeah. if you had a, a a heartfelt Lions Game movie, you got the blue text with the with the pretty sky in the background. But when it was a scary Lions Game movie, like Saw or something, it was all red and mysterious and ominous. And with, oh my god, with Blumhouse, it's it's the flying chair around the room and just bh and you're just like oh i'm in the scary mood now but this one's just like a normal chair just like blumhouse productions i was like wait what like that that just took me back i didn't know that and i man want to watch a movie watch whiplash that movie is fantastic <laughs> so good not horror. don't recommend it i'm not sorry horror. i'm sorry just kidding it's just so kidding. It, it's so good that movie is fantastic um but yeah i don't know i maybe Maybe this year I'll change it up. Maybe this year I'll watch some horror movies. I feel like I feel like Better Watch Out is one you could just watch with your family. Yeah. I think that's the one I would recommend the most only because I hadn't seen it until this past weekend and you know, it impressed me and it's a fun one. And yeah, if you're I think the time to watch Christmas horror movies for most people is I don't know, I don't want to say for most people, but the easiest time might be between Christmas and New Year's. So go at it. This weekend, next week, watch him because it's still the holiday season. Yeah, and watch The Stand because I'm back on The Stand train. I will continue to read The Stand and <laughs> and hopefully this show ends up being really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so if you had to pick one, I, we're both going better watch out. Yeah, I think so. At least for if your you mom. Have... What'd you say? At least for your mom. Like if you oh got to sit, sit your mom and your dad down and be like, hey, do you want to watch a horror movie together? And be like, which one do you want to pick? Uh, how about this one? Better watch out. I, I don't even know. I would do Nightmare Before Christmas for my parents because my mom oh. is not watching a horror movie. <laughs> but that's not a horror movie. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why my mom would watch it. That's fair. But, like, I feel like, again, maybe we can do a spoiler episode on it later on. But, like, I feel like with the twist, it'll just be, like, your parents can it's be like, oh, scary. oh, like, okay, I'm a little interested now. If they're yeah. paying attention, at least, and they're not, not just being like, why are we watching this movie? Can we watch something else? And it'd be like, no, 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 just wait. Trust me. Trust me. Just trust me. Please watch this movie with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, though. Better Watch Out is probably more of a crowd pleaser. I'm just saying, personally, my mom's scared of everything. But for everyone listening, check it out. <laughs> yeah, my mom is the... My mom loves to tell stories of, you know... I don't want to call it the glory days, but like my mom will always talk about how she would go see horror movies and all this stuff like that. And now she can't cause you know, she gets scared of them. And yeah. then I talked to my aunts and my, my cousins who were all like, yeah, I would go see Texas Chainsaw Massacre with your mother. And she would come sleep over at my house because she was scared out of her mind. <laughs> mom, I love you. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. It's just a funny story. And now I'm like, Ma, you want to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And she's like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> I will go do something else. And I was like, all right, whatever you want to do, Mom. It's not yeah. It's not real. Leatherface ain't coming after you, Mom. <laughs> yep, relatable. Hashtag relatable. Maybe we, should, um, maybe we should do an episode on that. I don't mean to cut you off. Maybe we should do an episode on that. No. Be like, interview our parents and be like, so why 
are you not into horror movies, but we are really into horror movies. Like, what happened? Are we adopted? Are we not from the same family? What happened? I wonder if it skips a generation. Because, yeah, my dad is just uninterested. He's like, they're predictable. And I'm like, just, no, shaking my head. And then my mom is way too scared. Which I I understand the scared part. Can't help it if you're scared. Oh, yeah. No, no shaming on that part. It's just... Maybe it's just something with our generation now that is just like getting super into horror movies, and at least horror is becoming more mainstream. So. Yeah, I agree. Also, we're like exposed to so much that like a lot of stuff just doesn't phase us, which is you know unfortunate, but also the way it is. Yeah, we also I don't know. I just when I think of my childhood and Halloween scary movies, like I can't get the idea of like seeing saw trailers and commercials out of my head and just being like, mm-hmm. it's Halloween. That means it's time for saw. And I was like. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm changing the channel. And now I'm just like, man, Saw is really bad. I hate those movies. <laughs> like, that's such bad horror movies. Just being a total snob about it. Yeah. Um, yeah I think maybe... <laughs> maybe... We'll do a Saw retrospective. I'm just rambling. I don't know why. <laughs> You're fine. I think we can both come to the conclusion that horror is very nostalgic for us. And that connects with Christmas and the holidays. The holiday season is very nostalgic for... For most people, I would say so. You know, if you're trying to combine your love for the holidays and for Chris and for horror movies, there are select recommendations that we have. So let us know if you like any of these, you hate any of them. If we missed your all-time favorite Christmas horror movie, please let us know because we want to get that recommendation. Maybe we haven't seen it and we will watch it. Sure. Yeah, and we'll do a review on it. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be fun. Viewer requested reviews would be a ton of fun. Yeah. I would really enjoy so, Let us know, people, and thank you all so much for listening. Like always, um, you can tweet at us with your movie recommendation. I'm at, at Natalie Zamora with two A's at the end, and then Max is at Odd Slice. And please continue to leave us good reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.